Hey, this is the VR Gear Daily Podcast, episode 22 for March 3rd, 2020. Today we have three awesome stories to bring to you today. I'm your host, Mark. I'm your co-host. Well, I you're, guess. You're my co-host? You're I'm, there? You're just another host. I'm, your name's Paul. I'm another host. I'm Paul. We're talking about Half-Life Alex, and then we're going to talk about Half-Life Alex. What? And then we're going to talk about the Valve Index. And, and the then Valve Half-Life Index. Alex after that. We're going to talk about the 3D rudder, Half-Life Alex, and also... Something special for number three. So let's jump in, Paul. Starting with Choose Your Own Adventure. What's Let, the let's first do, one? let's do since there's two stories we're talking about Half Life Alex. Let's break those up. So first, let's talk about what's happening tomorrow. If you own a Valve Index and you have it connected to Steam VR, you will be getting an update tomorrow on March fourth. <laughs> if you have it connected to Steam VR, <sighs> that if you have it plugged in, if it's if sitting it's, in a box, you won't get this update. Yes. Okay. So uh, tomorrow, what is the tomorrow? Update? You are going to be getting. We highlighted this and talked about it actually in one of our first podcasts. But uh, Half Life Alex themed environments. And I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I want that. I've seen no, gameplay and the gameplay trailers. <laughs> I they're creepy and the the okay. What else do you get with this? Uh, before you're... I totally just say it's no good. Oh, boy. I can't imagine loading in and seeing this. And then you also get a few gun wraps for your guns inside the game. But uh, the game doesn't come out for another 20 days, which is sneaking up on us. That's coming up. That is super sneaky. You know, all those people that are excited to get... Oh, wait a second. I think it's just us and a handful of other people that are getting Half-Life Alex. Not because <laughs> people aren't willing to buy it, but because nobody has a Valve Index headset to play Half-Life Alex with. Shout out to Corona. Go. You go, girl. What? <laughs> Goodness, that is ridiculous. That beer company is taking over. No, it's... You know, that, uh, there was it's a not mis- them? No, they were mistaken. Uh, some people were mistaken. They thought... They did a man on the street interview. Uh-huh. I don't know who they is, but you know they. They did probably one of the night uh, uh, TMZ late night TV shows. They did a man on the street interview and they asked people what caused the coronavirus, and like eighty percent of them thought it was the drink. Oh boy, eighty well, percent. You heard what the CEO did, right? The CEO of uh, Corona. Corona. So not the virus, but the beer itself. So he came out and said, uh, "We were blessed." I thought he was being sarcastic. He was like, "We were blessed to have the name." of a disease that's taking over, we are in a great position to receive more publicity from it. Well, Obviously, it's negative. So every single penny of profit in March from the Corona beer line is being uh, donated to helping find cures and helping uh, like hospitals that are dealing with people with the coronavirus. So this company, Corona, which makes beer, is not going to make any profits this March and is proceeding it all to charity, which is pretty cool. Wow. That is actually pretty nice, and I don't see how they're. Wait, they're making more money now that the disease. Is well, out? I I don't think they are. I bet they aren't. But uh, <laughs> the the way the CEO presented it wasn't. Uh, dang, look what happened to us. This sucks. It was more of like a, we're blessed to like bring more light to the coronavirus itself. Obviously, it's not great for our business, but um, we are going to help in every way we can. Which I thought like not a lot of people would respond that way. I thought it was really impressive. Well, if. Yeah, if uh... If that means they're going to have any profits to share, that's fantastic. But <laughs> if they make I, anything, I, I, I'm going to come in and be the pessimist here and say, 
Maybe he said that to remind people that it wasn't his fault. It wasn't. And also, he probably had petitioned the CDC and the WHO, World Health Organization. It's kind of a cool acronym, the WHO. Uh, he, he probably petitioned them to say, could we please change the name of this virus? <laughs> Why is it named after my company? The Bud Light Virus. Yeah, if it was called that, you'd be like, I... Yeah, people are dying of the Bud Light virus. You know what that would do to the brand and to their sales? And so I think, yes, I think it's a nice gesture by their CEO. But I do think also that it's helpful to his bottom line, his top line, all of his lines. Because the the, the fact of the matter is people are currently associating the word corona with virus and death. And beer. And historically it was beer, but now they're like... Are they related? I don't know. They I are. better not. Well, they did change the name, but no one's really adopting it. It's COVID-19, but like yeah, give it everyone's the, just give it the program still saying Corona. Know. Anyway, oh, that was a really fun tangent. So tomorrow you'll get uh, two new environments. They're going to be Half-Life inspired. We're not sure exactly what they're going to be, but um, they're going to be pretty fun, I guess. You're going to be able to roam around, get a look inside the game. Uh and those will continue to get updated, and you're going to get two more on the release day of the game, as well as those uh, extra DLC gun wraps, which are going to have no impact on how you play the game. But you will look cool. It's like a skin in Fortnite, or a gun wrap well, in they, Fortnite. You have gun wraps in Fortnite as well. So yeah. Very cool. it's the same thing. Anyway, so that's that. Uh, nothing too crazy there, but that comes out tomorrow morning. So keep your eye out. We'll uh, write about it and talk about it tomorrow once we jump inside and look, see what it looks like. And then... Uh, uh, that's that well so we're excited to jump in and see what it is well yeah, i think resetting your home decor i guess your home vr decor is something that maybe you'd spend a couple of seconds on i personally wish that it was not like that i i'm i'm this uh i'm of the opinion that if you can't go all the way with a virtual world then don't try to go halfway by by shortcuts like for example if I can't walk around this fake room, and the only way to get around is to teleport around it, then don't make a room as the place where I'm located. Like, the environment doesn't match the, the mode of movement in VR, right? Why do we have a ground? Why, like, I, I'm talking total paradigm shift here. Perfect. Uh, but, but quite honestly, the VR world is currently, because I guess no one's creative enough to think of a way to make VR better, than the real world that we live in. But the VR world is currently mirroring our real world. All of the interaction models are mirroring this world. It's like we have no additional special capabilities except for teleportation. Which is like, I don't know. Well, it's jarring, yeah. but like, what what in the world are we doing? And then and then you have these uh, home environments where like your home screen kind of thing, but you're in a home with like a fireplace. Like, Whoa. I can't feel the fire. What? Why is it even there? I don't know. But it's not convincing and it's kind of like it seems kind of pointless if you've seen the oculus one where you're like uh, uh is it the oculus one well there's no, a few the, different ones but you're like floating on a platform in one that's the vive port infinity one the oculus no, the, one the oculus rift one you're sitting on top of a platform like inside of a city the vive port one's also weird we're no, like well, that one's just, yeah yeah also you're like just you're all of your games are like on a big scroll screen in the sky but then there's one where you're you're in a it's like you're in a um studio apartment but it's really nice and it's up at the top of a mountain and then you can see down that's the valve one the old valve one the old valve one and then you, there's like a fireplace and you interact with the environment and mm-hmm. things like that you're like okay this is kind of okay but 
what what am I doing in here? Anyway, all that to say, I think it's cool that this video game, Half-Life Alex, is is allowing you to reskin your home screen inside of Steam. Not because they're doing it in a way that I think uh, is possible down the road or what we should be we should be using our imagination a little bit more, but I think it's cool that they're enabling that um, as a as something that can be done and showing the way for other game developers to kind of do that. So right. you want, okay, you know what, I'd let, I think it'd be cool if we bring up Fortnite quite a bit, but what if the, uh, the, the lobby of Fortnite was the lobby of your VR, you know, home screen, right? right? Or, or even like just one of the building or one of the known houses, like the big blue house in Salty Springs. Salty Springs. Everyone knows big. what we're talking about. Everyone, everyone? Has play, everyone has played Fortnite once or twice. Like even... And everyone knows the big blue house in Salty Springs because that that house is legendary. In fact, it is so important to the success of Fortnite that they brought it forward into season two through time rifts, black holes, you name it. That is a survivor of a building, the blue house in Salty Springs. I don't even remember which one that one is. It's it's the the big blue. It used to have a basement. I call it big blue when we're landing there. It doesn't have a basement? It doesn't have a basement anymore. uh, At the end of the previous season, they... uh, you started finding like hidden basements. Yeah, you you're, just start breaking floors. Like, like, I didn't wow, I can go pretty far into the ground here. And those mechs, do you remember those mechs? Oh, those are so those fresh. Those things are stupid. But I, I'm going to be honest, and I'm going to, I'm going to brag. I could get the best headshots when players were in those, and I don't know why. At least you had a heavy sniper. No, like with ARs, just like 66, 66, 66. Dude, right next thing you know, they're knocked. That's super great. Thanks. I'm, I'm proud of you. Thank you. So all that to say. Maybe there's something here with Half-Life Alex giving you a new home screen skin in VR. Maybe there's not. We're going to give it a shot tomorrow and see what it feels like, looks like, and all that jazz. All right. So now, enough of that. Let's talk about this accessory, this wireless. No, no, this wired wireless oh, accessory. Boy. Well, it's not wired in the sense of data, but it's, we'll call it this, this cabled there wireless. You there you go accessory for virtual reality what is the 3d rudder so we the the 3d rudder has been around for a couple years it first started with playstation virtual reality so what you do it's a disc shaped uh foot pedal stool thing and you put both feet on either side of it and you can tilt it lean it press forward press back and it'll be your movement in vr it helps reduce motion sickness makes you feel like you're actually moving to an extent obviously you're gonna be sitting on a swivel chair while you do this but uh, it's pretty cool. So before today and before uh, the company, the French-based company, France-based, French-based yeah, company, France-based. Yeah, that's right. uh, revealed this wireless wired one, it was only compatible with the PC VR headsets that worked with Steam and the PlayStation Virtual Reality. But now today with the 3D Rudder Pro Wireless, uh, now the Oculus Quest and a new batch of PC VR headsets will be able to work with this. So like you said, it's wired uh, for power. It has a cable, but um, it does not need to connect. It's cabled, not wired. Yeah, it's, it's cabled <laughs> to the wall. Uh, it's powered by a cable, but it's wireless transmission right. to your VR headset. Well, Which is way cool. So, so 3D rudder is, you play... Uh, sitting down, you can't stand while playing this one. No. Uh, I don't, I mean... It might be rugged enough and strong enough to to allow for that, but it's better uh, sitting. And, I mean, quite honestly, 
sitting uh, in VR, even if you're moving around a lot, I, th- I feel like it's less um, jarring than if you're standing. Standing up is it can be kind of difficult, especially for games like we'll just bring it up again, Rush. Rush VR, the skydiving game where you stand upright, but you are diving at a 45-degree angle forward down a mountain in front of you. Uh, Yeah, so that's somewhat disorienting. uh, Dude, the tutorial. You remember the tutorial for that one. It is ridiculous. It's like you want to do it with your head. You just... You want to point with your finger? Yeah, yeah, I'll point my finger. Do you want to put your arms out in front of you like you're having a bad dream where you're flying? But, like, I'm pretty sure this is not how you fly. With your arms out in front of you and your legs pointing downward? Yeah, that's kind of ridiculous. I remember when we did the 100 and 100 where we did 100 VR games in 100 days. Yes. Uh, It was not only exhausting, but... We started off on such a bad note. The first game we did was Rush. Was it the first game? The first game. Uh, we have the oh, and that's mixed reality green game. screen. I played an hour in it. And minute 45, the timer went off to switch headsets. And you saw how bad, not switch headsets, but switch users. And you saw how bad of a time I was having in there. Uh-huh. And you pulled the nice move of saying, you know what? I'm going to let you finish the job. And it, I was just in a bad mood, I think, for the next few months. Like, few it was months. just. I'm glad that we're. We're, we're past uh, that. We are long past that but, experience. But, geez, like, the. <laughs> I go. You are I, not I, I a very good sport. I say that to say. Hopefully, this helps with some motion sickness and some movement in VR because that was not. Uh, it's not ideal. So, no, well designed. I, I, I don't know. We. We, we've uh, harped on this a million times. Game developers have to be a little bit more sensitive to people that are sensitive to motion sickness. And I'm pretty sure that's a huge uh, amount of the population. We did a couple of stories in the past where we looked at um, some research being done by like MIT where they have this like anti-motion sickness technology that they, uh, they strap to your head somewhere, messes with your inner ear, and you're like, uh, okay, that's, yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, at the end of the day, here, here's an ideal situation. Here's an idea. Why don't you just have a room that's you know 10 by 10, and that room, is, and you have a wireless headset, right? Right. Um, you know, untethered, and that room, that ten by ten room, is the extent of the virtual experience that you're having. If you are going to um, go beyond that uh, ten foot by ten foot, then you know the game kind of does a a reset, refresh, and it's not like a jarring thing, but it's like okay, you hit the the boundaries of this room. Let's you know, whoosh you to the next one. You can obviously see beyond that 10-foot area, but don't have me jumping through the world. Don't right. have me moving uh, via teleportation or even just like a continuous movement. This stuff makes no sense. And what in the world are, are, are game developers thinking when you are moving through the world like that? The only one that pulled it off successfully was Bethesda Games with Doom VFR. Why? I don't know how they did it. Well, I do know what they did. I don't know how they figured that out. But that game, uh, for, for, for those of you that don't recall what we said about it at the time, you cannot rotate when you teleport. Mm-hmm. You can only teleport in a straight line. And because of that, you, you, uh, you, it's only one axis that you're uh, moving on. I think when you have multiple axes that you're moving on in VR, that's when you start to get really disoriented. For example, when you look up and climb a ladder, you're, you're moving two different axes, right? Mm-hmm. Looking up, that's one axis, and then moving up is the other axis. Um, and then if you were to teleport and rotate, that would be two axes as well. And so right. if you can limit it to just one axis, then likelihood of motion sickness uh, decreases. Uh, it, but 
at the end of the day, the ideal thing is everyone gets a 10 foot by 10 foot area to play VR. All the games are mapped to those 10 feet. If you go beyond those 10 feet, the game kind of does a pause refresh. Then you can move freely in that 10 foot area. Trust that the tracking is like super accurate and that you, the world won't be moving when you aren't. That's the biggest problem. That is exactly what kinetosis or motion sickness is. It's, it's a disconnect between what you see and what you feel in the world around you it, uh, r- related to movement. Right. All that to say, rudder, 3D rudder, mm-hmm. it, it, if you are, don't use it. I mean, this is an anti-advertisement for it right now. Don't use it if you are sensitive to motion sickness because the whole point of it is to help you move through 3D space virtual 3D space without physically moving through the real world. So it, it is automatically and by default that disconnect between what you see and what you feel relative to your movement in space. Um, you need to teach a course on that. I, I just did. Because I just schooled that, everybody. that four minutes of teaching just barely, if every game developer in VR could hear what you just said, and like here's the thing, you say that and it's not like it's just like guessing like you've been inside of this space for a while and like, you know, all about it. So, um, take you know, everyone, everyone listen. should listen to Mark. <laughs> listen, listen, listen up. Yeah, no, that's important <laughs> stuff. And I don't know. My, my goal here is not to, uh, trash what's been done, but to say, let's do it with a purpose. Let's make it right. And be aware of people's sensitivities when it comes to these things. And, it, and the more, uh, game developers take those types of things into account. And I'm not talking about like accessibility necessarily. I mean, that's definitely important, but um, I'm talking about usability for just average users. And uh, typically if you ha- use accessibility features on your iPhone, I use it on my iPhone all the time, not that's because my- I need to, but because they actually, they make certain things easier to accomplish. I'm like, I'm glad these features exist. I used the accessibility inside of set last night. Like I was sitting in bed and I was like, oh, I need to change this real quick. So here we went to the accessibility and it just made like, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of accessibility options with iPhone. If they can transfer those over, it'd be helpful. Yeah. And, and some of them are hidden and some of them are exposed right there on the surface. But uh, at the end of the day, making things a little bit more uh, human friendly, which Jeez. is such a weird thing to say. I know. Human friendly. Who else is buying these products? Um, p- uh, just humans. Yeah. Good, okay, good point. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. All right. But 3D Rudder really cool. is, there's a new version of it. Awesome. New version of 3D Rudder. The wired uh, wireless one. The, the cabled wireless 3D Rudder. Now let's talk about our third and final story today. Half-Life Alex, what else do we want to know? Dude, there I'm so excited for this game. I know you like no, I'm out, excited. Of 10, I'm out of ten, out. you might be a nine and a half. Oh yeah, so I'm not quite a ten. But I'm freaked out by the game trailers. I'll make up for it because I'm a fourteen. Dang. So that's good. Uh there's a few different topics we I'm gonna touch on. Uh and then Mark, I'm gonna get your input after I go through them real quick. So the first thing I want to touch on in the first two minutes, uh, so so I'll, let's do some backstory. So Valve released three different game trailers. Excuse me. Each one of them was about a minute long. Mm-hmm. And then IGN got their hands on a copy of this game, and they posted nine minutes of gameplay. So shout out to IGN for making this work. Uh, and we learned a lot from it. So on our... Post online, we broke it down and uh, what we thought of it. 
First, we're going to touch on the gloves. If you've noticed, and I've noticed, and everyone's noticed, in all these game uh, captures and these pictures, Alex is wearing these gloves that seem to have some sort of ability. Uh, in the first couple minutes of the IGN gameplay, you learn what they do. They're a holographic display of your ammo, of your health, of your weapons that you have in your inventory, a brief overview of your inventory, and what we learned. Actually, do you know what? Hold that thought. But that's what it is. It's just kind of a, a heads-up display on your hands. And then throughout the game, you're going to be able to uh, learn how to use them more. But you'll never upgrade them. You'll just learn how to use them better. And those are called the Russells. Uh, that's named what the after, are called? Named after Russell. Uh, um, who's the, Russell? It's, an, it's a character in the oh, game. Oh, a character in the game. Yeah. Not, not one of the game developers? No, no, no. So the next one is the Combine Fabricator. Uh, I like to call it the Weaponry. Um, throughout... Uh, the IGN trailer, they go through, go to this, and they spend their resin, I believe is how you say it, it's their virtual currency in the game to upgrade their pistol. The four upgrades that were available for the pistol were the reflex sight, bullet reservoir, burst fire, and laser sight. Um, the only one that might not be obvious is the reflex sight, which is if you look through a scope, it'll show you where on the enemy they're weakest, and you can shoot them there. Uh... If you want to do that, you have to spend your resin, which is the next topic. Uh, and throughout the game, you'll find that. They come in packs of five. And to upgrade your weapon, it'll be either five, ten, fifteen, or twenty. Uh, so it's pretty easy to upgrade. But you're not just upgrading your pistol. As you find more weapons throughout the game, you'll be able to upgrade those at the uh, weaponry shop, the combine fabricator. So there's that. And then the hard hats. Mark, I thought this was cool. Um... In the second minute, you, uh, you see the whoever's playing this game, you see him put a hard hat on. You're like, cool, whatever. And then 30 seconds later, your hard hat saves your life. And I was like, all right, that's cool. Like, the hard hat saved your life. I doubt that's a one-time thing. So I'm assuming there are other wearables in the game that you're going to have to put on or take off or just kind of mess around with as you try to get through these chapters, which I think is way cool to help you get through it, right? So the hard hat was a good example inside the trailer, but we can guarantee it's going to be showing up more than once in the game. So if you can put on, a, like, a bulletproof vest or, like, long sleeves to protect you from some, uh, what are they called again? The barnacles? Do it. Uh, next one is the accessibility, like we just talked of, of the movement options. You see them go from teleport to continuous movement in a span of five seconds, and the game just continues on, which is way cool. It doesn't need to recalibrate. It doesn't need to do anything. And right inside the settings, the first option is the uh, movement. So if there's different parts of the game, and I know when we're playing this, we're going to mess around with the movement a lot because we like to toy with it. Uh, you're going to be able to change it no matter where you are in the level. And speaking of changing things inside the level, uh, your difficulty, your user interface uh, with your gloves and stuff, as well as uh, when you can take pictures of the game, the photo mode, all can be changed in a matter of seconds. So... If you're having a hard time getting through a level, simply press pause, go from normal to easy, or Dang. hard to normal, and they'll automatically stop killing you, which is I think is pretty fun, because that way you don't have to restart levels every five you, minutes. You know what? They should just let us have the game right now. Why it are, sounds fun. It sounds like they know everything about it. It's just like, well, we're not going to give it to anybody to play. Well, it's been done for the better part of two months now. Yeah, well hurry and give it to us how about that yeah so those are some things we took away from it uh we go more in depth on it on the post online the post is called uh what's it called half-life alex 10 minutes of gameplay everything we learned and we learned a lot so go check it out but um i think the most exciting part of this mark is just 
actually, there's not one thing that's exciting me. All of it just sounds like a complete game. This sounds like one of the VR games that's going to be done right. It will be. It Well, player movement, but... Well, exactly, but, but they're giving you options at least. So, like, so let's see what works. Much, there's so much depth to this thing. It's awesome. This Upgrading like, weapons. I legit. love Fortnite. They finally... They finally built, like, they're like, you know what? We don't care. We're Valve. We do what we want. We're going to make an awesome game for VR. And, oh, by the way, our headset's the best. Oh, our controllers are the best. Boom. That's what winning looks like right there. It really is. And uh, I'm excited for it. We are – I was thinking about this today, Mark, as I was writing the article. I was like, I cannot wait to start playing this game and just give all the tips and tricks I can give, just – Explain the gameplay. Explain how to get past hard levels. Like there's, this game's gonna be so deep, and people want to hear about it. And I'm excited to share about it once the game comes out. So March 23rd, which is 20 days away from now, cannot come soon enough. I cannot wait either. This is exciting stuff. All right, that's it. Uh, that yeah. Go check out the post online. There's over 15 minutes of gameplay total embedded inside the article. But uh, that has been episode 22. 22 for the VR Gear Daily News podcast. Uh, hit subscribe and share this with everyone. That clip of uh, in the middle, that four-minute segment, I don't know if it was four minutes, where we just kind of gave the future of VR. You just gave for, the future just of for VR. free. That was free, guys. Free content. Uh, send that to your your favorite neighborhood-friendly game developer. And we all, And we can all have a much more enjoyable experience in VR. Until tomorrow, we will see you later.